Do you want to align with God's vibes, adapt to a spirit-led lifestyle, and live out of the fullness of God's plans and purposes for your life? This podcast is for you. The good news I have for you is that your time is now. It's time to transform self-sabotage into self-mastery and revolutionize your world. If you're ready to go beyond the ordinary and break out into the extraordinary life God designed for you, you're in the right place. In the God's Vibes podcast, you will find the freedom and permission to stop chasing success the world's way and simply be who God formed, shaped, and anointed you to be. My name is Juliana Page, and my mission is to lead you on the ultimate adventure, aligning and tracking with God so you can radically transform your life from the inside out and build spirit driven success. Using life coaching and biblical and prophetic teaching, I'll show you what it means to dwell in the good land God ordained for your life and train you to be a powerful person who is a walking testimony of what's possible with God. Subscribe to God's Vibes for spirit-filled real talk, hard-hitting truth with a humorous touch that will help you discover who you are in God Dare to press through your seeming limitations and chart a divine path that will renew your dreams and transform your future. It's time to experience true freedom through courage, faith, and self-mastery. I dare you to step out in faith and courageously dive into the purposeful life of trusting God for the impossible. Let's go. Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. So glad you're here. Hello, hello. Y'all, we've got some fun things coming up. Fun things. So first and foremost, if you heard the last episode, I officially announced that we have the wait list open for the Spirit Driven Success Life Coach Certification. We have been working on this for a minute and the waitlist is officially open for the life coach certification program. So there are links in the show notes that you can click on to make sure that you get all the information and something that I'm doing, there's going to be about five, five or six sessions now between the end of the year and when enrollment happens where I will do live information sessions with you. I know when I've made big commitments in my life, it would have been awesome if I could have just gotten questions answered and not by email, but live and in person and had some some details, right? Especially connecting with the person that's going to be running it. So I am hosting these information sessions. They are going to be inside Courage Co. So when you apply to enroll in the program, right? When you apply, there is a access for anyone who applies and there's events in there. So you'll see a way to be a part of these information sessions. So all you got to do right now is click the link in the show notes to apply. If you do not apply, one, you won't be eligible for enrollment, so you won't even be considered. So make sure that you apply. If you've had a stirring in your heart to be a professionally certified life coach, this is an opportunity for you, okay? This is something that I know I wrestled with for a while. I literally broke two wrists before I finally (laughs) took a dive into the unknown 
and became a certified life coach. And now I've been, it's been prophesied over my life that I am a coach of coaches. And that's wild. That was prophesied maybe four, four-ish years ago, something like that. So really, really interesting by somebody who had no idea what I do. So very, very powerful. I'm so honored to be able to be able to teach you what took me many, many years, 15 plus years to start figuring out. So (laughs) this is special. This is very, very special. So you can get plugged in there. Our next information session is going to be Thursday, November 16th. That's going to be the first one that we have, and then we're going to have Thanksgiving, so we won't have a session the following week, and we'll be back with another session on the 30th, all right? So you can get plugged in. Something also pretty fun that we're doing next week is we are doing a social media leadership challenge, okay? So it's going to be three days because there's a lot of information. There's this beautiful platform of social media. But with that comes a influx of positive and negative. And we are not designed to be infected by social media, but to influence it. Okay. And really show up like we're supposed to be there. But that's not always how we're trained. And that can feel really overwhelming. There's what platform do I what platform do I get on? How often do I post? What am I supposed to post? How do I avoid, you know, falling into the pit of social media and just getting distracted? Help me figure this thing out. Do I have to be on there? We're covering all of it and really how you can influence for the kingdom. All right. Side note, I think this is worth mentioning. I've had a lot of folks talking about this lately. There is a huge hunger and a desire for significance and for people to seek a platform. And what I will tell you, something that I learned when I was in grad school in the film industry was that I could tell how this was consuming people's life. And I was just very, very distressed by that. And what I grew to realize was that you don't need to go seek a platform for significance. Your life is your platform. The key is to live like you are significant every single day and show up like that. Your life is your platform. You don't need to go get one. Your life is speaking all of the time. Okay? So hopefully that's helpful for somebody. But we've got that challenge next week, the 14th, 15th, and 16th. You can plug into that. That's going to be in the Courage Co. community. So www.courageco.org. If you are new to Courage Co., this is a beautiful, beautiful space that has been cultivated. It is a safe place. It is a sacred space. And it is accessible meaning we we make sure to meet people where they're at. So whether you really want to plug into a prayer call, whether you want to build community in a virtual small group, we have those every single week. Whether you want to do a deeper dive into training and start walking out practical wisdom in your life, whether you want to do a deep, deep dive into the VIP mastermind or join us in the certification, there's different levels that you can engage and invest in yourself. Okay, but we make sure that this is not like social media, so we're not inundating you with information. We are truly about helping you live your most courageous and impactful story. So you can join us for free and and make the investments where and when you're ready. 
All right, so www.courageco.org. Another beautiful thing that we do is we allow you to sponsor people into other programs. So if something has truly blessed you in Courage Co. and you want to get the training bundle for somebody and pay that forward, or if you want to sponsor somebody into the mastermind, we have a way for you to sew in Courage Co. as well, because we want to make sure that we are constantly being generous. So you can do that inside Courage Co. as well. All right. Well, something that I thought I would dive into today to bless y'all is talking about wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom, get understanding, right? It's more valuable than gold. That's what the Bible tells us. But how many of us truly embrace that, appreciate that, and live like that's true, right? There's that saying that floats around, common sense is not so common. So is wisdom. Wisdom is not so common. So what is wise? Have you ever asked yourself that question? (laughs) Right? How do I know if wisdom is the principal thing? How do I know that I'm walking in wisdom? I heard a funny saying before. I don't like to think before I speak. I like to be as surprised as everyone else. (laughs) And this has been something that I know a lot of people that talking is not their problem. So they've really had to work on this. But the Bible says, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Slow to wrath. And it's very much better to think before you speak. And when in doubt, don't say anything at all. So you'd think it would be enough to follow the rules, so to speak. If I obey God and do what I know is right, won't I be blessed? Won't everything work out for me? Well, maybe not the way we think of it. Yes, if we belong to God, everything will work for our good. Of course it will. But that doesn't mean we'll have every good thing God wants to give us. There are some good things God has for us that we can't get by obeying commandments. Hear that again. Okay, this is for those that really embrace religion and rule following and control. There are some good things God has for us that we can't get by obeying commandments. No. (laughs) The only way to receive certain things from God is to excel in something else. Wisdom. Wisdom. Jesus said it like this, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward? whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season. Luke 12, 42. Okay, so you might get the faithful part, or maybe this is actually where you're growing, right? Believers know we're supposed to be faithful, right? Well done, my good and faithful servant. But apparently faithful isn't enough to get the best from the master, Each of us must be a faithful and wise steward to receive God's promise of our portion. Not only that, but we will also get the promise of being made rulers. When Jesus returns, he wants to find us being faithful and wise managers of what he has put us in charge of. If he does, it will be good for us. So, What we can infer from this scripture, extract from it, is that God likes wisdom. I like wisdom too. If you've, especially if you've had a rough life, a tough childhood, it's almost like you are 
behind in life. You're kind of stunted. So before you even can get started in life, you've got to heal all sorts of stuff before you can even get to a good firm foundation and before you can even start building. Otherwise, if you don't heal and actually establish a new foundation, you're building on sand, right? And you can keep building over and over and over again, but nothing is solid. And inevitably it'll fall apart because unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand. So if you've come from a background like that, it can feel like you're behind. And I personally believe that's where anxiety comes from. When you constantly feel like you're behind and you just got to catch up in life, you never stop running. You just keep running. So I love wisdom because what it does is it shaves off years <laughs> of your learning curve, right? Like one of the best reasons I love working with coaches and mentors and therapists is that I love learning wisdom, right? Like if I can learn something and grasp it and apply that in my life and not have to go through years of pain and cycles of pain to figure that lesson out, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'd rather apply wisdom than have to go through unnecessary pain and suffering. I don't know about you, but it takes, I mean, if you've done that enough, at least to me, you get over that. So I like it also when people around me have wisdom. It's not really fun to be around fools. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> right? We probably like it too when our kids have wisdom, right? When we're training them up in the way they go and they're actually going that way. So I like when they face a problem, let's say, and solve it. When they don't waste, when they think through consequences of their actions, right? I love watching, I am coaching lots of teens right now, 14, 15, 16, and I love seeing things that I was learning at that time how, how maybe that's starting in their life. Like maybe a perfectionist pattern is starting. Maybe a codependent pattern is starting. Maybe an anxious pattern is starting. But we can nip it in the bud before that ever becomes a full-on pattern and a full-on self-sabotage characteristic and trait. It is fascinating. And seeing these young people have courageous conversations, overcome bullying, start excelling in school, start really showing up as leaders, it is fascinating. So humbling, right? So I love it when I'm watching these young people apply wisdom. So, so great. And they're getting these personal experiences. And what you experience by personal experience, experiential education, you can't unlearn. You've lived that. There's nothing like lived experience. So I love how God feels about us having wisdom. Like God wants to see us thrive. He doesn't want us to suffer, especially not unnecessarily. It says, a wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Proverbs 10.1. So what then is wisdom to God? I love asking these deep questions, and I love that God never tires of them, and he answers. So fun. <laughs> to be wise in Luke 12.42 means to be prudent, sensible, and mindful of one's interests. It is the Greek word phronomos. And it includes ideas like being shrewd in the management of practical affairs. So these back in the day, I'm sure, were used as ways to tease or make fun of you. You didn't want to be called a prude or a shrewd, right? But this is actually a great thing, according to the Bible. Being discreet and making provision for the future, right? Let people make fun of you and then let them be a fool, <laughs> <laughs> right? Jesus used this word in Matthew. The English translations give further insight into its meaning. Therefore, 
Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew 7, 24. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Matthew 10, 16. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent, but the prudent took oil and flasks along with their lamps. Matthew 25, 2. This word only appears a few times in the entire New Testament. So here is what Jesus means when he uses it. The first time this word appears in the Bible is Matthew 7, 24. When Jesus says that someone is wise for building their house on the rock, he says that's the kind of wisdom we have when we hear his words and act on them. So being wise includes doing what you've heard, not just being a hearer of the word only, but a doer of the word. Let's look at how important hearing and doing are. James says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. James 1.22, if we hear the word, Jesus's words, and we don't do it, we deceive ourselves. And deception is the result of hearing and not doing. And it will be deception that's one of the things that leads to destruction in this time. A lot of times what the enemy likes to do is he likes to mix a little bit of truth with a whole bunch of lies, making it all a lie. Okay, he loves to give you a counterfeit. So deception is a very, very strong tactic of the enemy. And it usually works because we're not wise and we're not storing up the word of God in our hearts. Wisdom includes being free of deception. Love that. Wisdom includes being free of deception. If we have wisdom, we'll do what we know. Imagine that. We won't lie to ourselves, hence where sabotage starts, or make excuses about why we aren't doing what we know and what we've heard from the Lord. How many of you have had an intuitive hit? You've had a prompting in your gut. You've known something in your knower and you've ignored it. How did that work out? (laughs) So the second time this word was used for wise is in Matthew 10, 16, where Jesus tells us how to protect ourselves against wolves. He says, be shrewd as serpents. Here, it means clever, discerning awareness. Of course, Jesus combines this type of wisdom with innocence so that we never use it destructively. But it's a pretty sharp kind of wisdom. It's not just the kind of wisdom that keeps you from touching a hot stove, let's say. It's the same wisdom that the serpent in the garden had, the serpent who was crafty. It says in Genesis 3.1, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals of the Lord. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Sly, crafty, just like the enemy, right? The serpent discerned the weakness in Eve. Do you think that the enemy doesn't know what your weakness is? He's going to keep trying to play the same old trick on you and keep trying to run his game. And it'll work if you're not wise and discerning. He found the hole in her resolve using craftiness. If we don't have resolve, the enemy can take a foot, right? Don't give him a foothold. His intent was obviously evil, but you could say it was his discernment that enabled him to be so good 
at being evil. God, on the other hand, wants us to have clever, discerning awareness just like the serpent had. When we combine that with innocence, our discernment will help us see the weak places that need strength in our life. It will help us build each other up, fill gaps, and bring restoration. The last place Jesus uses this word for the wise is in the parable of the ten virgins. Here, five of them were foolish and five were prudent. The prudent ones brought oil in their lamp for the long journey in Matthew 25. In this example, wise refers to practical wisdom. This is my favorite. Today, we call it street smarts. (laughs) The story shows us what was practical. It showed us what practical wisdom looked like. The five prudent virgins either knew they were leaving their homes for a long time or they didn't know how long they were leaving. Either way, they thought ahead and brought extra oil just in case. If you have any of those friends that think ahead, keep them around. (laughs) Become one. They were prepared for the future. They took a look at their situation and then thought ahead. Live your life like you may die tomorrow, but plan your life like you will live to be 100. This is how a wise person lives. It says in the Bible, teach us to number our days that we might live with wisdom. So really, really think about this, right? Let's say you thought about leaving the house without an umbrella, right? On a day that it might rain doesn't exactly make sense, but say, sure, when you first leave the house, it isn't raining, but you can look at the sky or feel the air or look up at the weather forecast, right? Look it up on your phone and then you'll know what to be prepared for. Practically applied wisdom might be, again, what some people call common sense. It's just common sense to take an umbrella if there is a chance of rain, right? Or just leave one in your car for that matter. Practical wisdom protects us from avoidable problems, okay? There's some things that we can't avoid, but if you can avoid them, why not? Why not? Like, life is already hard. Why make it harder? It's like God saying, don't be dumb, (laughs) right? It will really help you. Like, just don't be dumb. Like, don't be foolish. Like, it says so many times in the Bible, don't be foolish, okay? And I can't tell you how many times, right, I could have avoided different things if I would have just listened to this initial prompting that I received, right? The same is probably true for you. Whether big or small, avoidable mishaps are challenging because they were avoidable in the first place. And nobody wants to hear, I told you so. I told you so. And you can't prepare for everything, but you can prepare for what you know is likely to happen. That is common sense. In making a decision, common sense is knowing who to talk to or connect with, when, when to talk to or connect with that person, where, where to talk to or connect with that person, and how to talk with that person, and what, right? Thinking through what the outcome will be. So some people call that reverse engineering. Before you go have a confrontation, why not play it out beforehand? Think about what is it that you're actually designed to convey? What is the most important thing that is important? What message needs to come through? That's practical wisdom and that's prudence, right? So we're coming up on some holidays. For some, this is the most stressful 
often depressing time of the year. A lot of times this is where we are most triggered, where our resolve is weak, right? Uh, You can also say it this way, when you get back around family, you can always see how much you've grown, (laughs) right? But prudence or wisdom would tell you have a plan. If you can't stay with your family, stay at an Airbnb, have your own space. If you can't stay a full period of time, intentionally book your trip the amount of time that you can stay. Decide what you can offer and contribute in what you will not. Decide how you will keep your boundaries, right? Plan and prepare ahead. If some of those conversations are going to be tough, already play them out. Work with a coach, talk through this, role play it, right? That's practical wisdom and that's prudence. You don't go in blind. So hopefully you've caught on by now that wisdom is important to God. Let's look deeper at just how important it is. This verse describes how beautiful it is. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the gain for her is better than the gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. This is one of my favorite life verses, Proverbs 3.13. So another scripture, another uh, version of this says, wisdom leads in ways of pleasantness and peace. This is one of the ways that I know that I'm tracking with God. Long life, riches, honor, pleasantness, peace. These are the jewels at the end of the wisdom road. Okay? Not chaos, not drama, not strife, not division, not panic, not anxiety, not fear, not overwhelm, not depression. Long life, riches, honor, pleasantness, and peace. Get wisdom. We're not actually guaranteed all these things, but wisdom can help us achieve them in God. He has long life and riches and so much more for us on the other side of wisdom. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it cost you all you have, get understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. Proverbs 4, 5. So could. I mean, what? I don't think we could say it any better than that. Get wisdom. That means that we do not automatically have it. We have to pursue it, right? I wish we just had that dormant on the inside, right? I'm sure a lot of us would love to have extra doses of wisdom, but we have to actually pursue it. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So this is not like in school where you get bullied for asking a question. When we ask God for wisdom, when we ask God for help, when we ask God for anything really, God delights in that, and he delights being a good father to us. It's possible for believers to lack wisdom, but it's also possible to ask for it and get it. Get it. Do not be ashamed. Come boldly to the throne of grace. When you are a child, you have some wisdom. But as you're instructed by your parents, you learn more wisdom, hopefully. As you go to school, you get knowledge, which leads to more wisdom potentially and higher understanding. 
We don't judge a child and say he or she is not wise because they don't have the wisdom that we have as adults. They must get wisdom. We wouldn't put a child in a management or leadership position until he or she had matured and proven himself to be a good, wise, and faithful steward, right? This verse appears just before the one that says, if we hear the word and don't do it, we deceive ourselves. So James is on a roll. Like if you want to really straighten up your life, read James. (laughs) If you want to level up, read James. The entire first chapter of James is filled with wisdom. So I really encourage you to read it. The more wisdom we have, the more of its characteristics we will show. That makes sense. So what are some characteristics, right? I like to, the Bible talks a lot practically, right? Put on things, right? Put off and put on. So here's some of the characteristics that you can put on, like a wardrobe. Humble. Humility. Humility is a characteristic of wisdom. Not only that, it also produces wisdom. When you humble yourself, you open yourself up to God's wisdom. It says in Proverbs 11:2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Be thoughtful about what you say. How's this for a twist? Even if you're not wise, you can be wise by not speaking, right? If you just keep your mouth shut, a lot of the time you look wise. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint, and whoever has understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Proverbs 17, 27. So when you could speak up, when you could vent out your anger, when you could a lot of times demonstrate your foolishness, if you just be quiet, a lot of times that's wisdom. (laughs) And it allows things to reveal themselves, right? You start to pick up on what you wouldn't notice when you were just running your mouth. So it's really, really important. You can gain wisdom just by shutting up sometimes. Not reacting with emotion. This verse in Proverbs 17 mentions even-tempered, being even-tempered. In a moment when we have intense feelings, when we're super emotional, we can also have wisdom if we choose restraint. Hello, that's a choice. You can choose restraint. A fool vents out all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Proverbs 29, 11. Teachable. This is another quality of wisdom. I believe that I am a lifelong student, right? Like, especially with God and, and being on this journey of sanctification, right? And becoming more like him every day. You don't arrive. You don't arrive, Okay, this is an ongoing journey, so you might as well learn to embrace it. But a great way to embrace it is to be teachable. If you can receive instruction from another person, take advice, seek counsel, and listen to a rebuke, you've got wisdom. Right? Can you get feedback without becoming defensive? Can you get feedback without taking it personally? Can you give feed can you receive feedback without hating another person? Not usually in today's day and age, (laughs) right? Where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Proverbs 13.10. Even if you take advice from your haters, you can still learn something. You can learn from anybody. And God often uses those that could offend us to teach us wisdom. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Proverbs 19.20, right? We're promised 
but it's often a conditional promise that your latter day shall be greater than your former. Well, there is a condition there (laughs) and how you're stewarding your life. A wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to a rebuke. Proverbs 13.1. And so much more. So we covered humility, thinking about what you say, not reacting with emotion, being teachable. As if these aren't enough great qualities that come from wisdom, here's a remarkable verse that gives us really a cherry on top or a wisdom Sunday, right? But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. James 3.17, so solid, right? Think about that. That is a go-to wisdom verse. Go-to wisdom verse, okay? What a perfect picture of what wisdom is. Think about those things again. It says it's first pure. Again, wisdom from above, heaven's perspective. is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. So, so good. It's so much more than smarts. It's a major, major part of the nature of God. So let's see what it says about being a wise steward with our new understanding of what wisdom actually means. And the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise, humble, teachable, receiving instruction, listening to rebuke, thoughtful of what they say, not reacting in anger, pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy, steward. Whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season. The challenge, can we say that these qualities exist in our lives? If you don't know what to work on, read that verse. Read that verse. Let's be the ones who are made rulers over our Lord's household by choosing and getting more wisdom. It is a choice you do not have audit, have it automatically. It is a priority. It is something that you pursue. It is something that you cultivate. It is something that you embrace. It is something that you live. It is something that you live. All right, ready for a prayer? <laughs> Let's do this. Lord, you said that if anyone lacks wisdom to ask you, who will give it freely? Today, we're asking you for more wisdom. Give us wisdom to please you in every area of our lives. We want to be doers of your words to be clear, to be wise, to be discerning, to have awareness, and to demonstrate all of the qualities of wisdom. We yield to you so that we can be conformed to your image of humility, thoughtfulness, being even-tempered, and being teachable. We are willing to be made like you in wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So what you can do after this episode, in your own words, ask God to give you an opportunity to obey his voice today. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of wisdom, having reverence for God. And as we saw today, right, being a doer of his word is critical. And when you ask the Lord for an opportunity to obey his voice, believe that he will lead you. He will bring to your remembrance the prayer that we just prayed, quicken your spirit to recognize his voice and make a divine opportunity for you to act on what he shows you. And then all you got to do is simply obey. We live in a time where 
wisdom is needed. I don't know how we can actually thrive in these times without it. So if you're not sure what to pursue, what to pray for, pursue wisdom, pray for wisdom. You need it for everything. You need it to human. (laughs) You need it to parent. You need it to lead. You need it to serve. You need it to pray. You need it to heal. You need it to grow. You need it for everything. For everything. You need it for your future. So cultivate it well. Pursue it and cultivate it well. All right. If this message blessed you, would you rate the podcast five stars? On Apple Podcasts, you can rate it five stars and leave a review. And when you do, don't stop there. Go to julianapage.com slash podcast and I will send you the God's Vibes Matter devotional for free. For free. My gift to you. But it means the world, one, knowing that you're here. It is a beautiful gift to share the podcast with other people. That is how we make sure that people get inspired, that they get these messages. You are a huge part of that. It doesn't cost you anything. So I appreciate the love, the support. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for living these truths, applying them in your life and growing and being better every single day. All right, everybody, until next time, connect with us in Courage Go and stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. 
gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity, and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think, and succeed the way he always intended, and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.